Welcome to another reading Harry Potter session. Now we're continuing Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Chapter Six: The Journey from Nine, from Platform Nine and Three Quarters. Harry's last month with the Dursleys wasn't fun. True, Dudley was now so scared of Harry he wouldn't stay in the same room. While Aunt Petunia and Uncle Vernon didn't shut Harry in his cupboard, force him to do anything, or shout at him. In fact, they didn't speak to him at all. Half terrified, half furious, they acted as though any chair with Harry in it was empty. Although this was an improvement in many ways, it did become a bit depressing after a while. Harry kept to his room with his new owl for company. He had decided to call her Hedwig, a name he had found in A History of Magic. His school books were very interesting. He lay on his bed reading into the night, late into the night. Hedwig swooping in and out of the open window as she pleased. It was lucky that Aunt Petunia didn't come in to hoover anymore because Hedwig kept bringing back dead mice. Every night before he went to sleep, Harry ticked off another day on the piece of paper he had pinned to the wall, counting down to September the 1st. On the last day of August, he thought he'd better speak to his aunt and uncle about getting to King's Cross Station the next day. So he went down to the living room where they were watching a quiz show on the television. He cleared his throat to let them know he was there, and Dudley screamed and ran from the room. Uh, Uncle Vernon, Uncle Vernon grunted to show he was listening. Uh, I need to be at King's Cross Station tomorrow to, to go to Hogwarts. Uncle Vernon grunted again. W would it be all right if you gave me a lift? Grunt. Harry supposed that meant yes. Thank you. He was about to go upstairs when Uncle Vernon actually spoke. Funny way to get to a wizard school, the train. Magic carpets all got punctures, have they? Harry didn't say anything. Where is this school, anyway? I don't know, said Harry, realising this for the first time. He pulled the ticket Hagrid had given him out of his pocket. I just take the train from platform nine and three quarters at eleven o'clock, he read. His aunt and uncle stared. Platform what? Nine and three quarters. Don't talk rubbish, said Uncle Vernon. There is no platform nine and three quarters. <clears throat> it's on my ticket. Barking, said Uncle Vernon, howling mad the lot of them. You'll see. You just wait. All right, we'll take you to King's Cross Station. We're going up to London tomorrow anyway, or I wouldn't bother. Why are you going to London? Harry asked, trying to keep things friendly. Taking Dudley to hospital, ground Uncle Vernon. Got to have that ruddy tail removed before he goes to smeltings. Harry woke up five o'clock the next morning, and he was too excited and nervous to go back to sleep. He got up and pulled on his jeans because he didn't want to walk into the station in his wizard's robes. He'd change on the train. He checked his Hogwarts list yet again to make sure he had everything he needed. Saw that Hedwig was shut safely in her cage, then paced the room waiting for the Dursley to get up. Two hours later, Harry's huge heavy trunk had been loaded into Dursley's car. Aunt Petunia had talked Dudley into sitting next to Harry and they had set off. They reached King's Cross Station at half past ten. Uncle Vernon dumped Harry's trunk onto a trolley and wheeled it into the station for him. Harry thought this was strangely kind of Uncle Vernon, 
strangely kind, until Uncle Vernon stopped dead, facing the platforms with a nasty grin on his face. Well, there you go, boy. Platform 9, Platform 10. Your platform should be somewhere in the middle. But they don't seem to have built it yet, do they? He was quite right, of course. There was a big plastic number 9 over one platform, and a big plastic number 10 over the one next to it. And in the middle, nothing at all. Have a good term, said Uncle Vernon, with an even nastier smile. He felt that he left without another word. Harry turned and saw the Dursleys drive away. All three of them were laughing. Harry's mouth went rather dry. What on earth was he going to do? He was starting to attract a lot of funny looks because of Hedwig. He'd have to ask someone. He stopped passing guard, but didn't dare mention Platform 9 and 3 quarters. The guard had never even heard of Hogwarts, and when Harry couldn't even tell him what part of the country it was in, he started to get annoyed, as though Harry was being stupid on purpose. Getting desperate, Harry asked for the train that left at 11 o'clock, but the guard said there wasn't one. In the end, the guard strode away, muttering about time wasters. Harry was now trying hard not to panic. According to the large clock over the arrivals board, he had ten minutes left to get on the train to Hogwarts, and he had no idea how to do it. He was stranded in the middle of a station with a trunk he could hardly lift, a pocket full of wizard money, and a large owl. Hagrid must have forgotten to tell him, tell him something you had to do, like tapping the third brick on the left to get into Diagon Alley. He wondered if he should get out his wand and start tapping the ticket box between platforms 9 and 10. At that moment, a group of people passed behind him, and he caught a few words of what they were saying, packed with muggles, of course. Harry swung around. Swung round. The speaker was a plump woman who was talking to four boys, all with flaming red hair. Each of them was pushing a trunk like Harry's in front of him, and they had an owl. Heart hammering, Harry pushed his trolley after them. They stopped, and so did he, just near enough to hear what they were saying. Now, what's the platform number? The boy's mother said. The boy's mother, nine and three quarters. Piped up a small girl, also red-haired, who was holding her hand. Mum, can't I go? You're not old enough, Ginny. Now be quiet. All right, Percy, you go first. What looked like the oldest boy marched towards platforms 9 and 10. Harry watched, careful not to blink in case he missed it. But just as the boy reached the divide between the two platforms, a large crowd of tourists came swarming up in front of him. By the time the last rucksack had cleared away, the boy had vanished. Fred, you next, the plump woman said. I'm not Fred, I'm George, said the boy. Honestly, woman, call yourself our mother. Can't you tell I'm George? Oh, sorry, George, dear. Only joking, I am Fred, said the boy, and he, and off he went. His twin called after him to hurry up, and he must have done it. But he must have done, because a second later he had gone. But how had he done it? Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to see more, subscribe and consider leaving a rating or a view. It really doesn't take that long and it will help me make more podcasts like this for you. But thank you.
and goodbye. Hey guys, just a quick side note here. I've just started a new Minecraft YouTube channel. If you'd like to see it, I'll link it in the description below. But thanks.